0: of your bulletins, and we'll read the scripture together. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. John 14, verses 25 through 27. Good morning, everybody. Um, If you haven't already figured out, I'm going to talk about peace today. But before I do that, I actually, because I know that a lot of people are going to ask questions, and so I want to fill everyone in a little bit on, um, first of all, how school has been going. Um, So I've been at uh, Word of Life Bible Institute for the past... Four months, I want to say something like that. Um, Doing my fall semester, um, many of you guys have maybe heard bits and pieces of my story. So I came to faith five years ago, after graduating college. So, um, so I have a I have a degree as a physical therapist assistant, which is really cool. It God blessed me with that, uh, but I didn't really have any. There's no biblical studies. I kind of I kind of went to a Catholic school when I was way younger, but. I mostly slept through those classes. Um, and, uh, but anyways, um, so I didn't, I don't have any, like, schooling background in, in ministry. Now, when I came to faith, I just, like, I kind of, I'm kind of the person that, like, when I get really excited about something, I, like, I go all in. If any of you guys have seen me snowboard, you'd probably recognize that because I'm hurt all the time. Um, so, so it, what was really cool was, is that, when when God changed my life and he came in and um it, it was it, it just became something that was really consuming and I, I I just wanted to grow. I wanted to learn. I um I always said uh I wanted to be a sponge. I wanted to learn as much as I could. And so I went to uh I moved to Lynchburg, Virginia, where I got to learn a lot and just through you know, pastors preaching, and through friends at school who mostly were Christian, um, and uh, and so I just kind of grew that way I eventually. Ended up out in Colorado where I got discipled by a pastor out there, and it was all just kind of like in within the church body, which is I think is really really cool. And I, I what we were talking about earlier with missional communities, like man, the best way to grow, uh, well, it's unfortunately it's not to go to Bible school. Bible school is great, and I love it but the best way to grow is within the church body. And so I'm really blessed that, um, God grew me in a lot of ways, um, through discipleship in a local church body. And so, um, that was really, really cool. Um, but at the same time, I, I saw the benefit in going back and through, um, some encouragement from Marcus and Drew, um, and as well as seeing Eunice go the year before me, um, that was something I, I wanted to do. So, it's been really cool being there. Um, I was crazy busy when I first showed up there. I played on the soccer team. I'm an RA. I have full-time classes. And I was trying to kind of like be a part of the video team somewhere in there. They have a video team that makes videos. And I, I do a lot of videos here. at learn not ministry, so I want to learn how to do that. Couldn't really do most of that, but it was really fun. You know, it was really funny was that I've not really – I've competed in snowboarding since graduating college, but I haven't competed in soccer. So the same thing happened when I played soccer. I was getting injured all the time. I am just getting old. Um, <laughs> but it was a blast. It was so cool. I mean, I, I've had the blessing the, the past couple years with Blair to coach at Linwood and get to use our passion of soccer to, to be a light to, to Linwood. And it was really cool to kind of get on the other side of that uh, and be a player and be with a group of guys where that was actually a ministry. They they actually their sports teams are ministries, and we got to we got to play soccer games. Hopefully, you know, we were good sports um, sometimes, but um, but we like we wanted to use our playing as an expression of how God loves us. And so, uh, so we played hard and we, we competed. Um, uh, but at the same time at the end of the games, we got the opportunity to share the gospel with the other team. Hopefully we built a platform that we could. Uh, but that was really, really fun to get to do that alongside a group of guys. Um, so that was really fun. Then, uh, I finished with that. It was, it's really cool being an RA because, um, I have, uh, about five guys that are underneath me as far as, like, in the, my dorm and then in another suite that I kind of oversee. Um, so I get the uh, the benefit of, of discipling those guys, which is really, really sweet. Um, the other thing, though, is that because it's, like, I'm their discipler, like, that's, it's, like, it was, like, here, this is your, this is your student, this is your teacher, which is, which is fine. Um, but don't we, I think we all know that it's better for, like, the student to come after the teacher, right? And so while it's been great, um, I kind of had this heart. I'm like, I really want to, like, reach out to some other kids. There's, there's other kids on this campus that I really connect with. And uh, one thing that's been really cool, there's another, another kid that I met who I just had some connections with through his brother uh, that I was like, that kid. I want to spend time with him. And that's been one of the most encouraging things since getting to school is that I've seen this is the first time I've really had a, a disciple who's really, like, chased after me um he'll i mean he'll when i mean he'll like come into my room without announcing and say nathan i need help like i've got girl problems or i've got this i've got i don't know how to you know whatever Um uh, but it's uh, he's not that hopeless but but i love him um <laughs> but it's been really really cool and really encouraging to get that so uh, and i hope that's a, a you know something that you guys desire i hope that's something um that you guys seek after not only to be like who 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 do I have an opportunity to pour into? I'm I maybe I'm one step ahead of somebody in my journey with Christ or my my walk in life. There's some similarities there. How could I not not as a like as an ego, it's like, oh, I'm, you know, I have something for them, but as a way of like as a way of being an example of Jesus and and reaching out and loving someone um, and and encouraging them to grow in their faith. And so I'd encourage you guys in that um, to seek that out. But it's been really, really fun. And, and on the academic side, um, the cool thing is, is that, which is actually, this is the like the best I've ever done in school. I was never a good student. Um, the grades aren't that difficult, but it's, the, it's just the content that's really, really challenged me, um, which has been really, really fun. And, uh, and, and it's just the way that I look at the Bible, the lens at which I read the Bible with, is uh, it's really, really been challenged and grown me in a lot of ways. And it's really made me think through why. Why is it that I look at this passage and see it that way? Why do I read it like that? So that has been really, really cool. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for for your prayers and and many of you guys, your support in, um, in sending me there. It's Last year, was or this past like seven or eight months, was such a blessing to see um, just God's outpouring through you guys. So thank you, guys. Just a little update that has nothing to do with my sermon. Um, So I just wanted to let you guys know that. Um, Like I said, today uh, we're going to be talking about peace. Um, We've been going through the Advent season. Um, We started with hope and then joy, which I don't actually think. Mark is kind of, he goes around all over the place. But we talked a little bit about joy last week, and this week we're talking about uh, peace. In the Old Testament, um, the Hebrew word for peace, as many of you guys probably already know, it's Shalom, um, and in the New Testament the word is uh, Erene, and uh, it, it there's similar. It's it's similar in meaning. Uh, but I looked up some of the the definitions of, of each specific word in its in its uh, original context. And um, Shalom, which is really it's really interesting. It's used 236 times throughout the Old Testament. It's probably pretty important because he repeats it a lot. And then in the New Testament, Erene is used 92 times. So a lot of repetition, and, and you know, in God's word, when he repeats something, it means he wants to emphasize it, and means that he wants you to remember it. So peace is important, um, but shalom uh, is this idea of completeness, um, uh, just uh, like a you see a lot in the Old Testament. God was really, he really desired um, the peace of the Israelite nation within itself. And then uh, it, them being a blessing to other nations. You might say it was a really outward expression of peace. Um, and, and another, so complete. And then if you think even about God's shalom, um, it's, uh, it's a peace like without anxiety. Um, a lot of times I feel like we, we lack peace. And I, I know I lack peace because I don't know what the future holds. I'm, 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 I worry a lot. Um, so God has this shalom, this completeness within himself. He doesn't worry about the future because he holds the future in his hands. And uh, in the Greek, erene um, is, uh, is like a state of tranquility. Uh, it's like a harmony within, not only within yourself, but within the relationships around you. And so um, it is interesting because you see this kind of more maybe like inward peace so there's like an outward peace that god really is is trying to you know he's trying to show his shalom to the world by saying israel is going to be an expression of my shalom and then in the new testament uh where where we start where this god's spirit actually is living within us it's this inner peace this inward peace and uh and so I kind of want to like look at those two, the outward and the inward, a little bit. Um, and you've probably heard Drew talk about it a lot. you probably heard Marcus talk about it a lot, is that, is that if we just change the outward, um, it, it won't ever last. Um, everything we do, everything we experience, it always starts from, from the inward. It always starts from within. It starts from what do we believe and what do, how do we think? Because the desires of our heart, they work their way out. Right? Um, And so so I want to spend more time looking at the inward. Um, In a lot of ways, like God talks about it a lot in the Old Testament of of, uh, establishing a kingdom and the outward peace. Um, But I think we all know in this day and age, while we do get peace at times within the outward, within our relationships, within our families. Um, maybe within our community um, or or maybe our nation, there are times where we have peace in our nation, and maybe even times in the whole world where there 's some peace. We know that that 's a, a moving target and uh, and i don 't know that that will ever change until Christ comes back and establishes his kingdom fully and there will be complete there 'll be complete inward peace, but there 'll be complete outward peace uh, but I want to talk more about inward peace because inward peace is something that god promises that we can have now um the outward peace is something worries that that will be established in the future and so uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the inward peace but i think i want you to think about these questions is how's the peace because the outward peace does it starts inward but if you have inward peace it's going to work outward a little bit right you might see that in your closer relationships, your family, maybe even in your community a little bit. Um, but how's the peace in the world? How's the peace in the country? How's the peace in your community? And how's the peace in your household? But then the next question is, how's the peace in your own heart? I think it's especially difficult in this time of year. I actually just watched um, <laughs> Christmas Vacation. This one of my favorite uh, Christmas movies. Um, But you see an expression of, like, they're inviting all their family members in. And, and, you know, it seems like as we talk about peace during the Christmas season, that's the last thing that most people have. Um, And there's just all this commotion. Everything's going on. And and when God's like – I mean, it's not that God just desires us to have peace because we light a candle one day a year and say, this is the week that you should have peace. Um, But – but it's, it's funny, it's it's the same thing with Thanksgiving. I don't know if you guys have really thought about this, but it's funny that you give thanks one day, and then the next day is the biggest shopping day of the year. So you're giving thanks, and then it's like, I need everything else. Um, and it's funny how our culture does that, but, um, but unfortunate at, at times as well. So um, how can we this season uh, strive to have peace? And And I don't want to just... Leave you because we, you know, like I can tell you all about what peace is, but that won't give you any strength or power to actually have it. And and here's the other thing is that if I just, you know, if I give you a lot of other reasons to start having peace this Christmas season, um, they'll be fine. But that's outward stuff. You know, if I'm saying, well, you know, like if you spend this, you know, spend this many minutes like – praying or meditating or or like just take a couple deep breaths i'm not saying those are bad things they're all good things but you guys we don't get peace unless we have jesus and so i would be doing you a disservice this morning if i didn't give you jesus for the for the the reason why we're able to have peace and so i kind of want to build into that and i i love these passages because they they really build into it so we're gonna to go to Isaiah 26. If any of you guys have your Bibles or your smartphones, um, we'll go to Isaiah 26. Um, as first, well done, Downings. First of all, can we give them a round of applause? That was the most adorable thing I have ever seen. <laughs> you guys, you guys did awesome. Really, really good job. Thank you so much. Um, but they they read from Isaiah 26. Um, and uh, and uh, just to give a little context to that passage, um, it's it's God speaking to Isaiah, and uh, and he's he's talking about just in chapter 25, it's talking about the future, and and kind of like I was just mentioning this future kingdom where there will be peace uh, outward everywhere, and there will be peace inward everywhere, and in the in the chapter before, it talks about how God will. Uh, destroy death, and there will be no there no longer will be sin, and you can look at a, di- a lot of different passages that talk about um, the kingdom that God will have, where there'll be there'll be no more tears shed, and there'll be no more sin, and and it's it's just a wonderful place to be. But uh, this goes into um, in verse one of chapter twenty six. In that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah, which was uh, the people that Isaiah um, was a prophet to. And, uh, and we'll go to verse 2. Open the gates that the righteous nation that keeps faith may enter in. So there's an outward. It's uh, We're talking about it, the nations. Um, so the righteous, the righteous nation uh, that keeps faith may enter in. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And it's funny because it talks about a nation, a righteous nation, and then it Kind of moves a little bit more individual um, and at the you in, in verse three, you keep him in perfect peace is talking about God God keeps us in perfect peace now how does he keep us in perfect peace? the person whose mind is stayed on you there's other other translations say the the one who's uh, I think it's steadfast it uses the word steadfast does anyone have that Nancy, what does it say exactly in verse three? Yes, whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. That's perfect. I love that. Whose mind is stayed on you, whose mind is steadfast in you. Um, And then, because if it's just like, okay, we'll trust in God. Well, why do we trust in God? It goes into that in the next passage. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. We can trust in God because he's in control the same God that has shalom, that everything, he's fully complete. He's not anxious about the future. So if we trust in a God who's fully in control, why should we? It's the same reason why a kid who's walking down a street late at night, it feels comfort when his mom or dad is there with them, right? Uh, Because they're not worried. They know that that they're here with me. If they're walking down that street alone at night, of course they're going to be a little scared. But they know that their parent is there with them and their parent has, has strength and protection that can, that can help them in that time. And so we ought to be reminded that it's, it's not just we find peace in trusting in God. We find peace in having a steadfast mind and, and, and conti- it's a continual trust whose, whose mind is stayed on God, stays with him. Um, but then we trust in him because he's an everlasting rock. I want to go to the next passage in Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 verses 8. I'm going to turn there real quick. And this is kind of like one of the most popular uh passages for Christmas time. Talks about how uh the angel showed up to the sh- to the shepherds and and it's funny because you see it, you see it a lot. <clears throat> um whenever uh, an expression of God shows up or the glory of God shows up in some way, um, you always see the people uh, in fear. Um, and I think that's really important, first of all, to, to realize. And I was talking with a kid about it, um, just a, on a chairlift, I was talking about the glory of God and how we should fear the Lord. But um, the glory of God is something to be feared. God's holiness isn't something to be taken lightly. You know, I, I know we, uh, fear isn't something that God really desires for us. It's funny that every time his glory shows up and you see people it says, they're just afraid they fall on their face. They, they cover themselves because they're like, I, I understand that because God is so holy, the contrast between him and me is so vast that I, I'm like, they, they all just think they're going to drop dead. And, and so it's important that we, that we understand that 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 the fear of the Lord is a good thing, fear of the Lord is a good thing, uh, but that fear of the Lord always leads right into what um the angel says, where is it in verse ten fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy every every time you see this this kind of thing unfold, this story unfold where the glory of God shows up and they're afraid. It's, God says, fear not. And this is an angel. This is an expression of God's glory. But, but the angel says, fear not. Okay. Fear not, for I bring you a good news of great joy that will be for all people. I love it because it kind of recaps this, this whole passage from 8 to 14. It kind of recaps these first three weeks of hope and joy and and peace. Uh, so I'll just kind of read through it. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. There's our hope. These people have been waiting for the Messiah for years and years and years, and they always it was always an expression of hope <clears throat> that they couldn't see. And now, God was saying, now you can see it. Go and see this child that will be the Messiah. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And it ends with this peace. It's our, it's our minds being stayed on God, staying, being steadfast in God, and, and, then, uh, and realizing that he is now with us. I love the, uh, the name Emmanuel um, is God with us. God is now with us. And so that same God who is an everlasting rock is now with us in the same way that that child walks down the street with their parent. God is with us. And so that, that passage really wraps up. Those, really, those first three weeks, which is so beautiful. I want to go uh, to John 14. So John 14, that one's on the front of your bulletins, if you uh, haven't seen. already. so John 14, verses 25 through 27. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. <clears throat> My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. It's the same thing. It's the presence. In the Old Testament, he's saying, keep your mind steadfast on God. Understand I'm with you. You can trust me because I'm an everlasting rock. And I, I love in the New Testament because it, he, they talk in the Old Testament about – Ezekiel will talk about how it's like my spirit will be, it will be with you. You'll be given a new heart. And that was crazy to them in the Old Testament because all they knew of God was that he was – you know you think about the pillar of fire that would lead the Israelite nation through the wilderness by, by night and the cloud that would lead them by day. And, and they saw uh, unbelievable expressions of God's wrath on his people for, for their disobedience. How many of us are disobedient to God? I think, I think we could all raise our hand on that. And they, they saw that God, that God of power and that everlasting God, and then he's saying, that spirit's going to live in you. And they're like, you're crazy, Ezekiel. Like, what are you thinking? Like, how is that going to work? And that same God is now living in us through his Holy Spirit. Jesus says, he says, it's going to be better for you that you have the spirit and not me. And, I'm, and I, I can only imagine the disciples are, what are you, like, what are you talking about? You're walking with us, you know? I think uh, just like the kid uh, who's walking with his dad on the street, his dad's one one day is going to say, one day I'm going to live in you, and you're going to be the one who has the strength and power. And he's probably like, you're, what are you on? <laughs> you know? Like, you're right there. I can see you. Like, I can, you know, and, and Jesus is telling us, no, 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 it's better. It's better. And so now— we have a reminder um, for those of us that that have put our faith and trust in Jesus, that have, have received the Holy Spirit, that God is with us always, that the everlasting rock that they talk about in the Old Testament is now living in us, and we actually have this strength and power, not by ourselves, but only by God's, by God's grace that he allows that to happen, and he's with us. I want to go to the, the last... Passage, and this one's I, I we didn't read it or anything, but I think this is uh, I can't I can't talk about peace without going here. It's in Philippians chapter four, um, and it's uh, verses. Let me see. I think it's verses four. Yeah, actually three or two through seven. Two through seven. I'm going to go ahead and read it. I entreat uh, you, Judea, and I entreat uh, Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored labored side by side with me in the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are written in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say Rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. These These couple of people, these two women and and this other guy, Clement, that worked with Paul, I love how he reminds them of who they are. He says, your names have been written in the book of life. Guys, Guys and girls, if there's anything that we should rejoice in is that our names are written in the book of life. There's no better news for those of us who are in Christ that our names are written in the book of life. We can rejoice in the fact that, and, and God seals that with his Holy Spirit. We can rejoice in his presence with us because we didn't deserve, we, I don't deserve anything. I'm not a good person. Eunice could probably tell you that. <laughs> she, but I'm not a good person. And there's, there's no way that I ever deserve the grace that God's given me. There's no way that God God ever should have decided to, for whatever reason, use some snowboarder who cared way too much about what everyone thought about him, had tons of pride, was motivated by all the wrong things, that he's like, you know what, I'm going to use this guy. I got bad grades in school. There's nothing special about me. You look at the disciples, there's nothing special about most of those guys. They were, for the most part, dropouts. They were working in their in their father's fields, which meant they didn't do well enough in school to become rabbis and go on to there. And God's Jesus came down and said, You know what? I'm ch- I'm choosing you guys. Not based on how good they were, but he chose them. He said, I'm going to use you guys. And by God's grace, he he chose me for whatever reason. And man, if there's ever a reason for us to rejoice is that we've been chosen. That if we've put our faith and trust in Jesus, he chose us and he put his spirit within us. I mean, it's so incredible that he's given us his word to reveal us these things because there are people all across the world who don't have his word. I First of all, I, I hope that you guys are in the Bible. I hope that you guys are reading it daily because there are many people who don't know these truths, and if you only hear them from me, it's not enough. I went, I went uh, like a full year and a half of my faith just listening to what other people said, and I made all these conclusions about who God was based on what they say, and they weren't lying to me. I just didn't get the whole picture. And there's no way that I can give you the whole picture. There's no way that Drew or Marcus or anyone else who speaks up here or any other pastor online who speaks to you or whatever can ever give you the full picture of God unless you, you pick up this book and read it. This is the word of God that he gave to us. Be in it. And it's amazing because the more I read this book, the more I, I, I'm, I have confidence we go back to the word shalom. The more I, I'm whole and I'm complete in knowing that God is with me and that I don't have to be anxious, I don't have to worry, that I can have peace no matter what the struggle is, no matter what the pain is, because the outward world will, will always have areas without peace. Until his kingdom comes, it, will, it just won't ever be like that 100%. We might have little glimpses here and there, and I hope as a church community that we can have peace amongst ourselves, not to be like, this is the goal. This is, this is the kingdom. We're, we're just a, a commercial. We're a, a small example of that. But I hope that, I hope that the, the rest of, of Lincoln Woodstock and all the other people who come into our town might come and see a church body, and they're like, what is it about these guys who have peace? And we're like, you know what, this is just a small expression, but the peace that God's given me in my heart is so much greater. I hope that we can be a small example of that. And and I hope that we're reminded that it's not just about having peace, because peace is a, you know, this passage in Philippians, this is a a command that we have peace. Like it's actually not okay for us to be anxious all the time. And I'm not saying like, it's like shame on you for being anxious, because we're human. We understand that, and we mess up. Thank God that he has grace on us. But don't stay there. That's not God's desire for you. And it's not like he just wants to live you a, a wonderful life of health and wealth and prosperity. It's that he wants you to have peace knowing that he's living in you and he's walking beside you. That's the peace that he wants you to have, not in any, not in any outward expression. And how do we get that Peace. We only get that peace in knowing that he's with us, that he's for us, and he's in control of the whole world. He's in control even when we've got tons of family members at our house who are all bugging us and annoying us. He's in control when we're at school and we have bad grades and we don't know if we're going to make it out. He's in control when we're injured and we can't work. He's in control when when all, I don't know, whatever, sickness or Whatever bad thing you can think of, he's in control. Rest in him. Have peace in him. Don't just be guided by your desires. Pick up his word and understand what does it mean to be in Christ. And I hope that you guys do that. I hope that this motivates you to do that, to really understand what peace in the Lord is. Because, guys, there's no circumstance in this world that is too much... For the peace that God offers. And it's it's kind of a problem with our pride that we think, well, this, this situation is just, God can't give me peace in this situation, because this situation is bigger than God's peace. And guys, that's just a lie. God can give you peace anywhere and anytime, knowing that His presence is with you through it. Let's pray. Father, we we thank you so much for your son, Jesus. We thank you so much that you loved your people, Israel, and that you chose them to be a light to the nations. You chose them to, to express your character to the world. And Father, we thank you so much for that because many of us here today are not, we're not a part of that, of that original chosen people, but we have, we have reaped the benefits of the blessing that you've brought through your son Jesus, through the Messiah, through the Jewish Messiah. Father, we thank you that in in any scenario, any season, we can have peace, not because of, of any external factor, but because we know that your presence is with us. For those of us who are in Christ, those, those of us who, who have said I, and looked at Jesus on the cross and said, I believe that that was, that was the death that I should have died, and, and I, I want to follow you. For those of us who can say that this morning, that we have been given the Holy Spirit, that we have been sealed as children of God, and we can have peace knowing that, that you are living in us and you're walking with us, and, and we know that you're in control even when we're not. Father, I pray that uh, if there's anybody in this room that maybe hasn't ever experienced it, maybe hasn't hasn't looked and said, "Wow, it was really Jesus on the cross that was dying the death that I should have that we that we are struggling to find peace in anything because we don't know that there's peace that there's that's to be had through Jesus that that this morning we would look at Jesus and we'd look at his sacrifice for us and we'd look at God's faithfulness to us that even when we didn't deserve it, maybe we feel like we're inadequate. Maybe we feel like we're not enough. God, that we would soften our hearts and say, Jesus, I, I, I believe that you died on the cross for me. I want to receive your presence within me. I want to receive your Holy Spirit. If that's you this morning, I just pray that you'd ask God Ask God to change your heart. And for those of us in this room that maybe maybe we know that God's with us, but it's just like we just go through these seasons where it's like, I, it's, it's hard. It's hard because I, I just don't, I don't know. I'm anxious. I'm worried. I'm worried about the future. I know God lives within me. God, would you remind us? Would you remind us of the simple truths of the gospel? Would you remind us of the power that is in your name? Would you make our minds stayed on you? Would we rejoice in your presence in our lives? Would we rejoice that that the creator of the world lives with us and is for us? And would we rejoice that today our names are written in the book of life? We love you, Father, and we thank you for your grace for us. We pray all these things in your son, Jesus' name. Amen.